Hi, Harpreet. Welcome to 11 Questions. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Are you a tea person or a coffee person? Tea. <laughs> I'm a tea person. Um, I have dabbled in coffee over the last couple of years, but the only thing I can really drink is um, a mocha. Tea is my go-to for sure. And what attracts you towards poetry? I think it's the um, being able to find beauty in, in just your everyday in the little things that we do um, and being able to create something out of a, a very small experience in, 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 in the whole of your life, I think, um, being able to do that. And then, of course, I, I, I do love my romantic poetry. Um, I am a romantic as well. So that I, I'm drawn to, you know, Narita and Rabindranath Tagore. Like, I, I love um, his poetry. So I think uh, just being able to take one experience and turn it into something so beautiful and just being able to see, uh, you know, let other people visualize your experiences. Um, that's what really draws me to poetry. And did you always want to be a writer? Yeah, yes, actually. Oh, I wanted to do a lot of things actually growing up. <laughs> I wanted to sing. I wanted to act. I wanted to write anything, anything creative. Um, you know, I wanted to, um, be a visual artist as, as well. So many dreams as a kid. And then poetry wasn't something that was my initial dream or writing poetry. It was more children's stories, children's books, because, um, I was just so inspired by children's stories when I was growing up. And I thought I'd love to be able to, uh, inspire children through, through my stories. So yeah, writing is one of, one of the many things that I've wanted to do growing up. <laughs> I love your Instagram posts. So I was really curious if you create the graphics and the videos yourself. Yes, I do. It is um, a lot of fun, but also another full-time job creating reels. I mean, Instagram, social media is changing so much and it's sometimes hard to keep up. But yeah, like I, I literally create everything that goes on my page. It means having to take out a, a, a lot of time in my schedule, in my work week. Um, to be able to create those. But yes, I do. Yeah, it becomes a lot of work. Instagram definitely is becoming a full-time job. Yes. Once you figure out posts, they're like, now we are only focusing on reels. So everybody has to create reels now. I know, I know. It's, you know, honestly, I have to, when I'm creating reels, um, and again, it's something that I've only really just started doing, I have to ask myself the important questions like, okay, so I share poetry, I share it on a floral backdrop I have done since day one, I started my page in 2015. And so if I do share reels now, how is it still truthful to me um, and representative of the work that I've always been sharing? And so it's, it's required a lot of thinking of, okay, what can I share that still encapsulates what my page is about? But yeah, it definitely is. It's, <laughs> it's a full-time job for sure. I totally understand. Like you see all these funny reels getting a lot of views, and it's so tempting to do something like that. But then I always come back to like that doesn't go with what I'm trying to do here, so I'm not gonna do that. Uh, you know, it's it's funny you said that. You know, I've been recording some content where I'm in the actual reel, and I'm an introvert, and I I get very shy in front of the camera. You know, I see, I see reels, I see video content and oh my God, the confidence. It's amazing. And, and you know, you, when I'm in public and I have to take some pictures, I'm like, how should, how, I've, I've forgotten how to pose. How shall I pose? 
And yeah, the photographer is always very frustrated with me. <laughs> Definitely, it puts pressure on you for sure. But again, it's coming back to, okay, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because everyone else is doing this? Or will people actually find some value from it? Is it, is it what your page is about? And I'm, I'm not a comedian at all. <laughs> Maybe indirectly without trying. But if you asked me to tell you a joke, I wouldn't be able to do that. If you couldn't be a writer, what else would you be doing instead? So I studied psychology, um, business and psychology at university. The idea was to go into HR. Um, I ended up in banking, long story, but I ended up in banking and it wasn't for me. And then I started sharing poetry and I started sharing affirmations and love notes. And I found that people resonated with them a lot. Um, and as I was doing that, I was also in the process of moving to another country. So I was trying to figure out what it, what else can I do with, with myself? Banking was something I didn't want to do. So I started working with nonprofits and started volunteering. I started working with youth. And what I've realized in the last couple of years is if I wasn't writing, then I would love to be able to go back to school, maybe go into maybe art therapy or something. Maybe that might be something I do um, down the line. But yeah, if I wasn't writing, I would probably be helping people in some way, like through art therapy or counseling or something. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> For your writings, where do you find inspiration? What inspires you? It's so funny. My, when I started my page, it was long form poetry. It's evolved over the years and it's actually just, it's an open journal. Um, I share my own experiences, my day-to-day experiences, and I, I, you know, I take snippets of my journal and I share them because I know that even though we're, you know, we're all different, we all go through the same emotions and go through all the, you know, ebbs and flows, um, in life. And so, yeah, that's, that's usually the inspiration. It's my own experiences, my own challenges. And I know that someone out there is listening to it and is resonating with it. And do you have like a routine that you follow or it's more like when the mood strikes? It varies. I do have a journaling practice. If I can't do that every day, um, I try to at least once a week. So maybe on a Saturday or Sunday, you know, after, after the week is done, it's my time to reflect on the week and, you know, really um, plug into any challenges that my, I or my have faced and reflect on them. And then that's, and then that usually ends up on my page in some way or form. Um, but lately, like during the pandemic, uh, I've been writing a lot more, um, of my own stories. So, uh, which has been interesting. It's been cathartic. I've been writing a lot of experiences, uh, about a lot of experiences in my childhood growing up in England and, and, you know, growing up in a, a conservative Sikh family and, and, you know, being a brown girl, what that, what that experience has been like. And then, of course, moving to another country. So in the past year, during this pandemic, I've been finding inspiration in my own past. Uh, it's been an interesting experience. It's been cathartic. It's been healing. And yeah, I've just, I've been finding inspiration in, in my own story. And is there something that you find quite challenging in the whole writing process? One of the most challenging things is not necessarily the writing itself, but getting into the mindset and finding that space and time and and not procrastinating and not falling into our own trap of negative self-talk. Like, oh, whatever I write is, it's going to end up being rubbish anyway. So what's the point, you know? 
So it's not necessarily the writing itself. It's the sitting down, making that time, scheduling it in my calendar and showing up. Showing up to do the work is usually the challenging part. And once you sit down and write, you, you just write. And then it, it, again, the negative self-talk will be there <laughs> as you're writing. Like, oh, well, this, this sentence doesn't sound very good or something. But it's just the, the act of just doing it and then not thinking about grammar and not thinking about, you know, is this, is this the right language that I'm using and not comparing myself to other people and just kind of really focusing in on the why and why you're sitting down to write. But yeah, I think the biggest challenge for me lately has been that just to actually show up for the work. Are there any poets who have inspired your writing style? Recently, um, I read a book by an author. She's She's from the UK. Um, her name is Yessa Daly Ward. And she wrote um, a memoir called Bone. Oh, God. And then her second book, name is escaping me. But yeah, so Yessa Daly Ward is, is um, whose work I've read. And when I've been working on my own story and, and my, like, reflecting on my own story and, and writing about that, she's definitely been an inspiration. And then other than that, there's uh, Nick Deville. Um, those are the more kind of up and coming or least, most recent poets. But yeah, those are the two that I can think of off the top of my head right now. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co. P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. And if you were to be deserted on an island, which three books would you take with you? Oh, gosh. Okay. Can I, is this like a series count? <laughs> Can <Yeah>. I? <laughs> I okay. always do that. So. <laughs> okay, so I would say Peter Pan. The reason why is because I got that as a gift from Father Christmas at school. That was like my first gift from Father Christmas <laughs> at primary school. I just loved books ever since then. The second one would be the Harry Potter series. It's not poetry, but the Harry Potter, because again, a huge part of my childhood, huge inspiration in the children's books that, you know, I'm hoping to write one day. Um, I just remember, uh, when I used to read the Harry Potter books, I would carry them around. I, the, wh- whichever book I'm reading, I would carry around in the house. And my dad would be like, are you afraid you're going to lose it in the house? Like, you <laughs> put the book down. Um, so that, and then none of these are poetry collections, actually. The Kite Runner, like there's, there, there are books that have made me cry, but that one had me in tears. But there's so many books to choose from. Those are the three I can think of at the top of my head. Well, they're way more than three, so. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many, but those are the ones that came to mind. And, and it's, it's so funny. They all relate to my childhood, where the inspiration to write has stemmed from. What about you? I think I always <laughs> have a Harry Potter series in mind, yeah. too. That's why I said, like, I always pick a series. <laughs> yeah, because it's technically not cheating. It's a kind of a loophole. Then after that, it keeps changing. I think Harry Potter is like a constant. The other two options always change depending on where I am. Like for the longest time, I had Halloween's and the Thousand Thousand. Splendid Sons. 
Oh, that one had me in tears as well. Yeah. I read a lot, so that keeps changing. Then I find another book that I love a lot. So then, you know, yeah. keep bumping yeah. the second and third spot a lot. <laughs> and just bring a suitcase of like, I know, right? I'm not book. going on an island ever. <laughs> this is. Exactly. This is exactly. Be. No island for me. <laughs> I'll go anywhere where I can take all my books and I don't yeah. have to choose. <laughs> I think that whole library, like, beauty and the beast. <laughs> One day, you never know. One day. Yeah, I'm working towards it. See, somewhere yeah. here, somewhere in my other room. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I like that. <laughs> For a last question, if you were to pick one interesting life experience to share, what would you tell us today? There's two, but I'll, I'll share the most recent one. Um, so my, I think my most interesting life experience um, in recent years has been uh, meeting my husband on Instagram back in 2012 when it was archaic and you couldn't message, you couldn't send DMs, okay? You could just only comment. We had conversations in the comment section, okay? Oh, wow. So you can't say that he slid into your DMs. <laughs> oh, he did not. <laughs> Actually, I was the one who liked his picture first because I thought, oh, he has nice eyes. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I met him and we did the whole long distance thing. So, you know, I was raised um, in, uh, born and raised in London, England, and he is from Canada. So we did the whole long distance thing. And then I think the biggest or most interesting thing that happened in my life is moving, that whole moving and all the, the shifts in my life and the transition that I went from kind of a professional career to exploring a more artistic career and Maybe I'll write about that one day, you know, coming from a South Asian household where for me personally, my experience has been go to school, go to university, get a good job. What is art? Do you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, what is art? I never thought that I would be going into writing or be even considered an artist. Um, still sometimes a bit bizarre to me. So that whole experience from moving in 2015 and that whole shift in my life as I transitioned from this professional career to this artistic career, I would say. That has been an interesting and, and challenging um, experience, I would say. Yeah. I can imagine it could be quite a journey, like being from South Asian also myself. I know it's yeah. not easy for you to just like set on a new path, which is not even considered an option in our upbringing, right? Exactly, exactly. And you experience so much imposter syndrome. You know, even till this day, I sometimes ask myself, um, am I, is this the right, should I continue doing this or shall I not, you know? I think there's also a lot of this lack of role models, lack of support, lack of guidance, because nobody else has done it. You are probably mm-hmm. the first one doing this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting you said that because someone asked me that question. They said, you know, when you moved, did you have any support? Did you have a coach to kind of coach you through the the challenging experiences that you have, the imposter syndrome that, that you experience? And I was like, no, I had my husband. I, you know, made new friends in a new country, but I never had anyone specific to mentor me through that journey. And I'm realizing that now. And I was like, wow, I just kind of hustled and just, you know, felt something and then just moved on. Uh, I remember when I was um, recording my first show in a theater, we had a rehearsal and I was the MC, I was the like the curator and I was the performer as well. And we, we were doing this rehearsal the night before. And I remember I went up on stage and I have the MC notes and I'm about to run through them. I haven't even, like, I haven't even finished my first sentence. 
And I kid you not, I started crying. Uh (laughs) Why am I crying? And again, it's that imposter syndrome because I thought I'm actually standing in a theater right now in front of these artists and I'm rehearsing for a show. And this is just so bizarre. Like, how is this even happening? Yeah, so I think that I I could probably write a book about that too. (laughs) That has been uh, quite an interesting experience for me. I can totally understand like what you're talking about because even this podcasting and some things I like to do are very creatively inclined, but my path was already set to be like an engineer and stuff. So it's very hard to navigate both. So I am really inspired by you. And I'm glad you did this because now you can be the role model for like the younger. I hope so. (laughs) Our community. I hope so. Yeah, that's my, that's my hope. I hope that other artists can come to me like, okay, give me some advice. How do I deal with this? And I, I hope to be able to help in some way for sure. Well, thanks for answering my questions. But before we end the episode, Mm -hmm. if listeners want to get in touch with you for anything, how can they do that? Yeah, so they can send me uh, an email on hello at harpreetmdr.com or they can just find me on Instagram um, on harpreet.m.dr and they can just send me a message and get in touch that way, for sure. And are you working on anything new during the pandemic, a book or something else? I am. I'm not sure if it's a poetry collection or it's a memoir, but as I mentioned, you know, um, that is my COVID baby. (laughs) (laughs) The collection is my COVID baby. So that's what I've been working on. And, uh, you know, I really hope that I can get that out there next year. It's, it's pretty much close to finished. And then I Mm -hmm. just, I need to share it with people so they can tell me what they think of it. But yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed next year. (laughs) Yeah, I look forward to reading it and best of luck with that. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, thanks for being my guest. It was great talking to you. You too. Thank you for listening to our conversation today. Hope you enjoyed getting to know our guest as much as I did. You can also watch a video version of this conversation on 11 Questions YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you like this episode, please leave a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at 11QuestionsPod for more videos and updates. And I'll be back next week with a new guest. Bye!